Y'all ready? Welcome in to the fifth dimension. The Collective Hero's Journey. Dharma Talk with your host, Adam McDermott. And I want to welcome everybody into the Fifth Dimension Podcast, where we're attempting to live more mindfully in the day-to-day. Quite simply, make this world a little bit of a better place. I'm your host, Evan McDermott, and I want to thank you for tuning in to this episode. I hope you're staying healthy, staying safe, and I want to re-examine a topic that I brought up probably, jeez, I don't know, 20, 25 episodes back, and that is the hero's journey. Now, in the first episode, I really go in depth about individuals walking along the path of each individual step of the hero's journey. Uh, I mean, it's a pretty good episode. You can go back and listen to it if you want, but there's no need to go back and listen if you want to just tune into this episode. And what I'm going to be saying with the hero's journey is collectively... We have all been forced to leave our sense of ordinary, our sense of normal, and embark upon a hero's journey, whether you like it or not. So through re-examining The Hero with a Thousand Faces, the work by Joseph Campbell, we can start to bring out some universal truths, some universal ideas that we can really find throughout human history and then absolutely apply them to the situation that we collectively find ourselves in. And I think by examining that, we can really start uh, to find not only individual solutions and individual ways of coping and being the best version of ourselves, but also societal ways of coping and being, creating a society that is more humanitarian. Now, to get more in-depth on the hero's journey itself, and I didn't even go in this direction with the last podcast on it, you know, Joseph Campbell, you know, he states that there is a common myth, an idea that sort of transcends time, that transcends culture, you know, gender, and sort of all spiritual aspects of civilization. And that sort of these mythological events and beliefs, no matter what culture you're looking at, all scattered throughout human history occur in very, very similar and almost identical ways. And this hero's journey archetypal structure can really be used to explain universal human truths. And I would argue those truths are oneness, compassion, love. I'm going to get more into that later. You know, just to sort of rehash what the steps are, in case you're not familiar with the journey, you've probably seen it in common movies or literature. It's it's used all throughout our society to sort of tell the tale of the hero. Um, just to rehash these steps, there are three key parts. Within each part, there are more individual steps, and the last podcast goes more in-depth on those individual steps, but I'm just going to go over the, the parts real quick. You know, you have that call to adventure where the hero must begin his quest to serve a purpose beyond themselves. We are now all on that quest, so the call to adventure has happened, and a road of trials. This is set part two. 
The hero faces many hardships and trials. There are tastes of defeat, tastes of enlightenment, and there's a knowing one must continue. This is where we find ourselves right now. We're on the road of trials in terms of where are we going as a society and where are we going individually. And the last one is the boon or enlightenment. This is truth and wisdom. This is the reward at the end. And another important aspect of this is the application of this reward and sort of the obligation to relay to the people. Now, it's common all throughout popular movies nowadays, but this is also, you know, prevalent in key fables throughout human history. Okay, and I'm gonna I'm gonna give you some examples that Joseph Campbell gives within his book. Um, so ancient Egypt, for one, we'll start there. One of our first civilizations, not the first, but one of the earliest. You know, the story of Osiris, Iris, and Horus. You know, the Egyptian myth of creation is all founded upon this. It follows this hero's journey archetype. You know, the resurrection of Osiris after a series of trials and an atonement to sort of become the lord of the dead in the afterlife. You know, so that's one example. We also have Prometheus, you know, who's the champion of mankind in ancient Greece. You know, so he sort of leaves his ordinary existence as a titan, which isn't that ordinary, but his ordin ordinary to him, um, and sort of saves humankind from sort of this genocidal sacrifice of Zeus, right? And he found atonement by giving up his freedom, suffering for eternity before returning of the elixir and the reward, and being rescued by Hercules and serving this greater purpose. So he's serving a purpose beyond oneself very much follows the hero's journey archetype. We can look at the Buddha as well. He very much had been sheltered from the real world, and he was living a life of luxury, drowning himself in luxury as a prince, which is what I'd argue a lot of us do instead of facing the realities of the real world. However, he encountered suffering, and in particular, what he encountered was death, and he embarked on a journey to find enlightenment, to alleviate suffering. And it took him many, many years, and he faced tremendous trials and suffering. However, he finally achieved nirvana. And what did he do? He came back and taught others how to achieve nirvana as well, spread the wisdom to alleviate suffering, a cause greater than his individual self. And, you know, I guess the most famous Western example even could even be Jesus, right? Uh, he, so he sort of left the ordinary to embark on a quest to advocate, help those suffering, in particular Jews. He faced many, many trials, atonement on the cross, literal death and literal resurrection to spread his ideals and his philosophies of love, compassion, oneness, all those ideas that all religions are founded off of. You could argue every single prophet has gone through the hero's journey. And with all these fables... You know, whatever one you're looking at, the question Campbell is asking is, you know, why is mythology everywhere and ultimately re relaying the same truths beneath each, each, you know, beneath all of the varieties of costume that's presented on top of it? You know, in all of these fables, I would argue there are two key elements that we ourselves can look at and take from it and then apply to where we're at today. First one I already mentioned, love, compassion, oneness. Now, this is a power greater than our individual self. 
And it's what binds us all together. You can feel love for somebody that you don't even know, for somebody who's not individually next to you. And, you know, it's sort of the common intersectionality that exists between us all that extends beyond those constructs that we've divided ourselves, whether it be nationhood, whether it be institutionalized religion, whether it be race, you know, whether it be certain aspects of our culture and language. It's what every major religion has been founded upon. And that is what a spiritual lifestyle is all about, finding this compassion and love within yourself and being able to spread it amongst each other. So part of the hero's journey is really embracing this idea of finding compassion for yourself and finding love for yourself. And that is all of these prophets, all of these figures and fables throughout history, this hero had to embark upon a cause that is greater than the individual self. And I think when we begin to look for ways to do that is when we start finding fulfillment. Now, I've talked a lot about love and compassion and oneness, so you guys, you guys definitely know my view on this. And I'm a big advocate of it. And I think compassion, a society of compassion, is the way we need to start working towards and I'll get into that a little bit more in a bit. And the other idea that these fables also really, really emphasize on, and something that I think we need to have a serious conversation about, is the necessity to relinquish our fear of death. Whether we're looking at Prometheus, whether we're looking at the Buddha, whether we're looking at Jesus, all of these figures had to come to the realization of death and relinquish that fear. In our society today, our denial of death, in essence, has created a denial of life. You know, we don't live, take risks. We don't face the trials and tribulations in front of us because we have been taught to do everything to avoid death itself. It, Everybody lives like death is this the worst thing that can happen to you. It's to be avoided. And certainly it's the end of life as we know it in this plane of existence. But it's coming for everybody. You know, if everybody could come to terms with their own death, we would begin to wake up as a society and realize all the systems we have put in place are only there to make us feel like we extend our lives. You know, what is luxury? besides an avoidance of the evils that are created by it. You know, a karmic reaction of luxury exists in homelessness, in poverty, in starvation. You know, I'm going to argue that you are right now, if you, if you don't have this uh, realization of death, you're essentially just the Buddha living as the prince who has just been shown suffering and the realities of death. You know, now that all of our systems have completely broken down. All of our systems have crashed. We've all been forced to stare death right in the face. And suddenly, your luxury, it can't spare you from the fact that, you know, you or somebody you know could contract the coronavirus and potentially die. And we don't necessarily want that, of course. You know, with death, it's more of a realization. We want to live a fulfilling, long, healthy life. Yet, so our avoidance of it, this veil of ignorance, it's, it's been forcefully removed. And now, it, you know, society has pretty much slapped us in the face. 
So, but our avoidance of death is really what's created the situation that we have in the first place and the reaction of how we're treating this whole pandemic. So what do we do from here? You know, choosing to return to a normalcy, even though we all know it's a farce, is not doing yourself any favors. And in fact, it is really choosing to be ignorant. Now, the system is going to attempt to double down on its old principles. That's pretty much a guarantee. And we're going to be, we're on pretty much a totalitarian tiptoe in a sense in that, you know, these powers that be see their power threatened and will continue to try and take more. So we need to individually awaken to that. You know, if we go back to that system, it's only a matter of time before we collapse again and that collapse is going to be even more catastrophic. Or we can strive towards a system we can't necessarily describe with words, right? But we can feel in our hearts. We need to sort of relinquish our fears, realize that we're only on this planet once, as far as we know. Maybe there's reincarnating and future and past lives. I don't necessarily know. But we are incarnated here right now for a reason. And when we realize that we're only here once, uh, you know, many of you who may be listening, maybe you've already got a quarter of your life lived, maybe a half of your life lived, maybe you're old and death is coming for you soon. I'm, I'm hoping it doesn't. But we really need to understand we're only here once. So on this hero's journey, we get a taste of that enlightenment, right? A taste of that end reward. We can create a system based on love, compassion, oneness sort of the universal truths that appear again and again and again throughout the history of human civilization and throughout these fables and throughout the foundings of religion. You know, the system would benefit not only you but it, and I, but it would benefit everybody, the system on love and compassion. Even a better life would be created for the ultra-powerful, even if they don't necessarily consciously realize that. And this system does not work for them either. External power does not exist in the nature of reality. And by external power, we're talking about money. We're talking about currency. We're talking about how we choose to organize ourselves. You know, we live in a striking down mindset mentality where it's me against you. uh, And we're always looking for a common enemy. So it's very easy to go into the idea of creating a new society and viewing those in power as an enemy. However, we we can only replace those in if we were to, you know, replace those in power, simply strike them down. We'll only replace them with a repeated system and the new people in power would become that. You are what you ultimately attempt to destroy. It's not a competition in regards to survival and equality and love and compassion. So, you know, this pandemic is merely a symptom of what we have externally created. And it's time for a return to truth, a return to what is real. You know, it's time for you to analyze where you are on the journey individually, because we're going to need you 
and the journey of the collective. This is not just an individual journey. The entire collective, the entire human species on planet Earth is embarking on this hero's journey because we have all organized ourselves in a way that is insustainable to human life. And we've all been slapped in the face outside of our own luxuries and comforts to realize that it is a problem. So it's up to the individual so that they can contribute to the collective. So stop drowning yourselves in luxury. You know, luxury is merely avoidance of the the true issues that exist in the world today. Start finding ways to feel truly fulfilled in ways that you can feel like you can make a difference you know, by spreading love, compassion. Maybe it's through poetry. Maybe it's through starting your own podcast, doing what it is that you need to do to feel like you are contributing, helping others. Maybe it's holding the door more, you know. Maybe it's donating to a charity or volunteering at a food bank. I don't know. You do you. Everybody's going to have that individual difference that they can make based on their own unique talents, unique backgrounds, unique ideas. And, you know, so embrace that. Stop avoiding the ends of life and embrace the end of life. You know, the life cycle is one of the most beautiful things in the, to observe. And there's so much beauty with the creation of life and birth. And I think we need to, especially now, get a better relationship with death. We all want a long and fulfilling life, but you can't have that unless you detach from the fear of it ending once you can detach from the fear of death you can truly start to live and i know that can be a hard pill to swallow but it's true and that is what our society is showing us right now that is the journey we need to embark on so find your talents find your passions do what you got to do to you've already left the shire What's that, Frodo? You don't want to leave the Shire? Too bad. You're coming with Gandalf. That's you right now. So, you know, you're out on the journey, and there's going to be trials and tribulations, but look for those tastes of enlightenment. Feel that love. Feel that compassion because it is there. And when you get that taste of it, that's when you start to know that that end reward that we are collectively working towards, that's when we know it's possible. We can't picture a new perfect society because it hasn't been, it hasn't existed within our minds yet. You know, we don't know what it's going to look like because it hasn't been created, but we can feel it. How many times have you felt something and you knew it to be true? I know this is to be true. It can be done. And it starts from all of us waking up and embarking on this quest and I hope you choose to do so because we're going to need you to do so if we're not going to just go extinct on whether it be this pandemic or the next collapse if we go back to normalcy if you want to call it that so that's about going to wrap up this episode I encourage you to go back listen to the other heroes journey episode you know they can go in tandem I'll link it below um, if you like this podcast Give us a rating up podcast Spotify. I appreciate it. That's how more people find it. You know, trying to spread them good vibes, them love. Uh, you can also donate PayPal's link below. Uh, find us on the social media at Instagram at Evan McGermid at the Fifth Dimension Podcast. Uh, same thing on Twitter. Um, 
but yeah, we got some great interviews coming up. This is probably this might be the last uh, Dharma talk for a bit because I got like mad interviews that I'm doing this week. So yeah, it'll be fun. Good stuff coming. Good content coming. Keep your ears open and keep those eyes open because we are all on the journey together. We're all just walking each other home to a place of love, compassion, and unity. I'll see y'all later.